Amid the quarantine, I curated conversations ranging from mental health, personal growth, race relations, marriage, and church leadership. Of the 110 conversations, here's my top 15. This is the John Peacock Podcast. Welcome to season one. So tonight we are having on the show one of my friends that I respect a ton that I have learned and learn a lot from. His name is Darren Whitehead. He, he and I got to work together years ago. Uh, we've run a marathon together. And uh, unfortunately, we don't live in the same town anymore. Uh, but he leads Church of the City. They're seven years old. It's one of the most incredible churches in America, in Nashville. And so welcome to Live on the Eights, Darren Whitehead. Johnny, Johnny. So good to be with you, mate. So good to be with you. It's just uh, always such joy hanging out with you, dude. <laughs> it's great to see you, man. And um, so, you know, we're both uh, living the, you know, pastors. We're on, we are officially online pastors of this COVID reality. It's crazy. We're, we're basically tele-evangelists. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> happened to us. We are. What happened? <laughs> Man, uh, so hey, happy, uh, happy seventh anniversary to you and your church community. It's awesome. Thanks, mate. Yeah, uh, this has been uh, the story that we'll tell for the rest of our lives. It's been, yeah. it's been wonderful, hard. We've seen God move in extraordinary ways. And um, as you know, when we were looking at planning, you guys planted a few years ahead of us. And uh, I learned a lot from you on just the early days of, of mm. um, you know, what you guys did in terms of launch team and, and fundraising and, and casting a vision and, and all of that. Like I, I learned that there's, there's some real key things, which we talked about recently, but there's some real key things that we just lifted from Mission Church and mm. just adopted into the early DNA, the early fabric yeah. of that church. Yeah, that's so humbling, man. We, you know, for for Easter, this Easter that we just had, uh, the theme was all around the, the song that you guys just put out on, on your EP mm-hmm. of keeping hope alive. And so, man, please thank your team. Our church is now singing that song. Um, actually, a, a mutual friend of ours, Sharon Irvin, uh, yeah. helped us sing that. I don't uh, know if you I, saw it. I did see it. She did an amazing job. In fact, did I she? saw it and, and I immediately shot it over to the songwriters in our church. And I said, look at what these guys are doing. Because she... <laughs> I mean, Sharon, I mean, what a, what a talent, dude. Oh my gosh. She's just so good. And I mean, she just crushed that song. Man. That EP is, the EP is so great. This is how it was supposed to be done. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, thanks. So today is Worship Wednesday. And so we, we talk about worship every Wednesday and, and, you know, a number of weeks ago when I was realizing I committed myself to more than a week of doing this i had to start planning you know so like, like oh my goodness every time yeah <laughs> yeah you know, so i'm looking out you know you know a number of weeks and i'm thinking you know who 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 could i have a chat with about worship and and you and i have talked about worship for many years and i love your perspective on worship i love the book that that you and chris tomlin wrote together called holy roar we actually use that we've used it as a resource in our church for um for equipping uh, and helping our church understand worship. I, didn't, I don't think I've ever told you that. So I'd love to talk about that here in a minute. Um, but just in general, man, like talk to me about how you're navigating uh, this, 
you know, this new reality of, you know, of this pandemic? How, how are you kind of thinking through it as a pastor, as a person? Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's both um, some things that we are uh, feeling loss and then things that we have gained, um, gained more family time. Um, you know, for as long as I can remember, anytime I said to someone, how you doing? They say, busy. And people aren't <laughs> saying that anymore. It's and so true. I think it's really quite extraordinary. I don't believe God sent the coronavirus, but I do believe that he is using it to revive the church. And he's taken away a bunch of idols. I mean, what do Americans idolize? Sports, uh, you know, musicians and, and, you know, and all of those things have been taken away. You know, there's no concerts, no live events, no sporting events. I mean, mm. It's just really extraordinary. But I think one of the things that's hard to process is that particularly as a pastor, you know, we're not gathering in, in rooms anymore and, and there's some loss, but we don't know how long it's going to be and we don't know what it's going to be like when we get to return. And so I feel like, you know, as our a, a mutual friend of ours, Shane Farmer, uh, mm-hmm. once said to me in a conversation, he said, you know, people don't grieve change they grieve loss. Hmm. And, you know, if you win the lottery, you're not grieving that change. <laughs> right. But you, you grieve, you grieve what you lose, what, what, hmm. what you lost. And it's very difficult to um, get clarity on what we've lost because we wow. don't quite know. And yeah. so I find myself on the precipice of grief And it sort of just continues to be unresolved in my mind and in my heart because I don't know what things are going to be like when we go back. When we know, we'll know what we've lost, but we're not exactly sure what we've lost. We don't know how long it's going to go for. You know, I I read an article recently that was saying something about um, there's a possibility because public singing is requires people... um, projecting their voices and um you know there's a there's a possibility of of projecting uh, you know transmitting a, a, yeah. an illness hmm. that maybe churches are going to have to have people are going to have to have masks on if they're singing publicly and i then just imagine looking out at a sea of people Bro. with masks on thinking oh are we going to be and who knows if that's going to be the case it may not be the case at all but if it is we're really going to be missing the days where that was yeah. not the case. We're going to feel yeah. some loss. If, if, if we've got people sitting three or four seats apart for social distancing, we're going to feel the loss. Mm. And, and so it's difficult to grieve when you don't know what to grieve yet. Wow. And I feel like we're in a holding pattern waiting to grieve in one sense. Man, it's so well said incredibly well said and and personally very helpful you know tommy and i talk you know multiple times every day our staff talks and i think that puts some language to even just where we find ourselves we feel like we're kind of in this space in between right you know like we we are expecting things to be different but how different and uh we know once we fully resume back to on-campus ministry like what will kids ministry look like and Who's going to be afraid to gather like for the long haul online church has been pretty engaging, you know? So man, it, as you're, as you're really putting your finger on, on really, I think what, what I'm personally feeling is like, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what is lost yet. Yeah. And 
I feel like that's a great segue, Darren, into talking about worship. And I'd love to first kind of just mine for the story of Holy Roar. What, um, what, be, what was happening in your heart, in your life, uh, that led you to, to write this book? How, how did you write it with Chris Tomlin? Like, how in the world did, did that whole thing come about? Yeah, well, uh, we were doing a series in the book of Psalms. And um, I was studying Psalm 145. And uh, our mutual friend, John Tyson, and I were having yeah. a conversation one day. And he was telling me about um, some study that had been done on the word praise, um, which led me to look into this whole thing. And I learned that there are seven Hebrew words that are all translated into the English word praise. And um, typically what we find is, because English is a translation of the Hebrew and Greek manuscripts, um, underneath the English language, there is all of this treasure to be found. Mm. And um, one of those is that seven different words are all translated in the English word praise and the seven different words all mean something slightly different. So uh, I was uh, preaching a message uh, on Psalm 145 and the, the big idea of the message was these seven Hebrew words for the English word praise. And uh, Chris Tomlin and his wife Lauren and their two little girls are a part of our church. And Chris travels so much, he's not in town on a Sunday very often at all. But he just happened to be in church on the day that I was speaking about worship. And I didn't even know he was going to be there. But um, <laughs> he often tells the story that like when I got out there and I started saying, all right, today we're going to talk about praise and worship. He's like, you've got to be kidding me. Like <laughs> this is all I ever talk about, you know, is this right. something else, right? The one right. time in church, you know? So, uh, and then I started giving this talk and then afterwards he, he blew up my phone saying, mm. how is it possible that I've committed decades of my life to this subject matter and I've never heard this before? Hmm. so um then a few months later uh we were vacationing in uh the same place and we were hanging out and he and he brought it up again he was saying something about man that talk you know hmm. he goes that needs to be a book He's like you need to write a book and i'm like well let's write it together yes and, uh you know because i mean if i wrote a book on worship probably my immediate family would buy it and that would be about it if i write it with uh the 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 most decorated worship leader on earth maybe more than my immediate family so um but he he honestly he felt really strongly about like is god calling chris is saying is god calling me to use my platform to help people grow mm. in their understanding of worship spirit and truth right Mm. You grow in truth, it changes the way that you worship. Mm. And so um, that idea, we were, I remember we were standing on the beach at, watching our daughters. I have three daughters. He has two daughters. They're all friends. So they're, they're off playing together in the water. And he looked at me and he said, you know, maybe we should do this. He said, maybe you should come on tour with me and, and share this message. Wow. And so uh, that turned into uh, the book, Holy Raw. And uh, Chris... Uh, ended up writing uh, basically the story behind some of the most prolific songs that he has written. Mm. Um, mm. 
songs like, you know, the story behind How Great Is Our God, you know, and the story behind We Fall Down and, you know, uh, the story behind Good Good Father, which yes. Chris didn't write, but our mutual friend um, uh, Pat Barrett wrote and, yeah. and told that story. And so um, it was just... It, I mean, it was amazing. A, a, a conversation with our fee in the sand turned into uh, a book and turned into, I ended up, I ended up uh, going on tour with Chris and we did 80 cities together. Come over, on. 80. Over, yeah. 80 over two, two and a half years. Oh my so, gosh. Which, which mainly makes me give a lot of cred to your amazing wife. Yeah. She was, <laughs> She was very understanding and uh, some days more understanding than others. But uh, <laughs> no, it, it, was, it, was, it was amazing. It was. A quick shout out to Brandy. So, man, that is just incredible, Darren. And, you know, you know, just for the kind of sake of time, I don't think we probably have time to go through all seven. Is there, is there one of the seven that is top of mind right now that you could share with our folks for, for Worship Wednesday that, that could maybe be helpful? Yeah, well, uh, one of the words is the word tolda, which is spelled T-O-W-D-A-H, tolda. Hmm. And it is used in Psalm 56. And it says, in God, I've put my trust. I'll not be afraid. I will render praise or I will render tolda to you. So the word hmm. praise is tolda. And um, the definition of this is um, to extend your hands in praise, but to also thank God for that which you have not yet received. So it's this idea of praising God as an act of faith. So you're thanking him for what you have received, but you're thanking God for what you have not yet received. It's actually putting your trust in him. Mm. And, and, And so... When you, when you pray in a time of great anxiety, when you praise or when you, when you worship in times of great anxiety, when you're worried about something, when you are in days of uncertainty, I know none of us can imagine those, but (laughs) when you're, when you're in days of uncertainty and as an act of faith, you choose the spiritual sacrifice, the, 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 the spiritual practice of praising God. Um, the Hebrew word for that is tolda, and mm. and that is putting action to your faith, and it's it's declaring like they did all throughout the Psalms. Some may trust in horses, some may yes. trust in chariots, but we mm. we will trust in the name of our God. Mm. And where there is so much uncertainty around us, we're going to choose to put our eyes on you. I I was yes. working with a guy many years ago i used to work at a radio station in australia and uh there was this uh guy a lot older than me but he walked with the lord like few people i've ever met Mm. it's like he lived in the flow of the presence of god Mm. and um like i would just speak to him with just such profound clarity just in our conversation one day i come into the office and he looks at me and he says um my 18 year old daughter was out last night and she hasn't come home and we don't know where she is. I said, mate, you must be worried out of your mind. I'll never forget this. He looked at me and he said, I don't worry. I worship. Mm. 
So, wow. so it was his practice when he felt anxiety coming on him that he would take that energy and he would turn it towards yes. the Lord. And, and, and so he would say, rather than me fixating on that which I can't control, I'm going to turn my attention to the one who's in control. Yes. And rather than, than spinning internally with, with role-playing a bunch of scenarios of fear, mm. I'm just going to start declaring God for who mm. he is over my anxiety and over my fear and over my worry. This is not an act of denial. It's an act of faith. Mm. And um, I will never okay. forget for the rest of my life just this call to move worry to worship yes so you know in philippians it talks about uh, you know don't be anxious for anything but in everything yeah uh yep. you know with thanksgiving um bring your prayers and petitions before you know <clears throat> I, I was i was studying that a, a few years ago this is not even in the book i was studying that and and i looked up what the word uh in greek the word prayer is by prayer and petition and uh you know what i discovered it means prayer i was so disappointed yeah no 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 but it, <laughs> it doesn't only mean prayer it also means worship wow and and, it, and it's probably us that makes more of a distinction between those two yeah but right right the, the the greek word for prayer in in the philippians text means to pray to worship hmm. and, and and i actually think that when we are um when we are tempted to be anxious and, and we've all had that right in this last season. Yeah, that's right. We're tempted to be anxious and we worship the Lord when we, when we praise him, uh, something supernatural happens. It's like mm. we access the, 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 the peace that, mm. that Jesus, that Jesus promised us, you know, like Jesus said, I don't give peace like the world gives you know, what, what kind of peace does the world give? The, the world gives uh, an absence of conflict would be the world's version of peace. Right, right. Uh, uh, Jesus gives peace that is from another world. Yes. And I think when we praise him, it's like we connect mm. to that. We access, it was sort of the access point of the, of the peace that is not of the world gives, not, mm. not as the world gives. So that has been true in, in my life. And that, that has been true of me. I have certainly had waves of concern and fear and worry and anxiety at different points in, in these last six weeks or so. But we have worship music on in our house. And I feel mm -hmm. like it, it mm. just gives like this, this steady current mm. of the promises of God being spoken over our home. Yes. I feel like it changes the atmosphere. Yes. I mean, what, what an actionable thing that everyone, everyone watching tonight can do, whether you live in an apartment, in a home, it doesn't matter. I mean, we can actually choose the soundtrack you know, of our home and for it to be the soundtrack of, of worship. This is awesome, Darren. I love that from a place of worry into worship. We've been saying that worship is the way forward. Yeah. And I think the purity of worship during this season is, is, is part of how God is, um, is really, I think, wanting to, to bring out of this season. I agree. I don't think God has caused this, but certainly he's allowed it. And I believe that on the other side of this, there is going to be some, some beauty that has come from the ashes 
And I think part of that beauty will be learning how to talda, to worship right. as an act of faith. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode. For more content or to watch this episode, visit johnpeacock.com. Until next time, keep your eyes open. Hold tight to your convictions. Give it all you've got. Be resolute and love without stopping.